Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Is it that time already? We're back at it. Well, you're back. (laughs) Yes. Jenny's back in town. Yes, back in town. Uh, Was checking out some real estate while we were in uh, a good neighbor tour to Switzerland and Italy. In fact, we went by George Clooney's estate in uh, Lake Como. Wow. we didn't have time to stop in. He was Not begging. Not for lunch? Us. He wasn't no, available? No, but uh, just went by there. But I did. In fact, I have to look for where we chat. I'm going to look for some pictures I had taken at some real estate windows in uh, the city of Lugano, Switzerland, which is kind of like the old Monaco of Switzerland, if you will. And uh, there were some quite a few expensive properties. Do you, uh, what, what kind of price ranges were you seeing? I mean, is well, it... keep in mind they're in the Swiss. They're not in the, the European Union. They're in the. Uh, okay. They're, they're, they still use the Swiss franc. Okay. Which is about one to one, dollar. Now, saying that, a can of Coke may be ten dollars too. Wow. But so I'm saying it's it's yeah. it may be equal one to one. But it's a it's a beautiful place. But they have apartments in the city of Lugano. These are apartments mm-hmm. now. I found one room. That was maybe half the size. You know where we are here? Yeah. If you did like a, a four-foot square, five-foot square, mm-hmm. uh, no bathroom or anything. It's just a desk. And that was uh, 500 Swiss francs a month. But that's just for this. Wow. Otherwise, apartments go for like three million, seven million. Seems apartments. fair. Yeah. Gotta sell a lot of hot chocolate. So you guys so, do yeah. you guys do well in uh, southern Switzerland. I'm adding up the commission dollars on those. <laughs> Already, like yeah. I can see the wheels turning. Chris is online booking his ticket right now. But we're back. I Meanwhile, kinda... back in the USA, uh, you guys have uh, I haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks yeah, now. I know. What's been happening? You know, the market's actually starting to pick up a little, um, more so than what it was. We're seeing a lot of uh, action out there. I mean, and really in all price ranges. Yeah, we have. We've um, I, I, a lot of our. You know, I think it was last month, 58% of the sales were equated to houses being sold under 300000 And so the, it just shows there's a lot of pressure still on that price point because of affordability, you know. So um, rates have dropped just a little bit this week again. I mean, they're just about 3.6 on a 30-year fixed, give or take a few, depending on your credit. It's amazing. That, that's, that's free money, I mean, in, in my opinion. I mean, that's so if you've ever thought about it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a fun time to really get involved in the housing market. I actually listed a, a investment property, and that's what I was interested to see is that we just got, I mean, just flocked on. Yeah. I mean, we had showings set up left and right, and they're asking, do you have any others? You know, so if you have investment properties and you're looking to sell, uh, it kind of makes sense maybe to do it right now. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Danny, if you think about it. I mean, the markets have been all over the place this week, and so a lot of people are like, hey, I want to diversify my portfolios, get something stable that's actually tangible as well. Like, yeah. you know, some people don't like looking at a portfolio on paper that goes up and down every day, and you drive by a house, a house is still a house. You know what I mean? It's still right. a tangible asset that you can drive by and remind yourself what you own. So I think there's some security and, uh, you know, stability with that, but... 
I want to, you know, what I, f- I fail to do is invite our listeners to join in uh, on the conversation. If you have a real estate type of question, whether you're sitting here at the uh, state fair or if you want to call in or text in, that uh, same number applies now. If you want to send a text, 651-989-9226. And again, if you want to call it in, the same number, 651-989-9226. Well, as Andy and I were walking around the fair, we both got, he got here earlier than me. He yeah. actually went and purchased something, too. Yeah, I already mm. dropped uh, some money on a, a, a sun umbrella up by the uh, Rainbow Play Systems. There's a, a group up there that they sell these umbrellas that actually can adjust for the sun. They have a dropping screen kit, and it's been something we've been talking about for years. We're finally like, let's do it, you know. And they it's for your home, for yeah, your home. Yep, for the deck in the back. We have a deck that faces right straight west, and so we get a little bit of that. Well, not a little bit, a lot of sun. So to extend our use of that deck, this was almost a necessity. You know, so yeah. So so with that, we were trying to talk about what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about. Sure, today. sure. You're preparing. Yeah, yeah. So we were. I was inspired by Andy's how he's get the value of his home. He's raising it. So we decided we'd go through the home improvement center. Is that what I did? Yeah, yeah. You did. <laughs> and so at 9:45, I mean, we're we're on at 10. We decided to go through the building over there and find out like what would be good for know you know values on. to houses. But yeah. we went in the wrong building. Yeah, we were walking around looking for home improvements, and we realized we were actually in the uh, grandstand. So we're like, if you need beef jerky, shoelaces, uh, cell phone plug-in things. We did find some things, though. Let's see. uh, A flagpole. A flagpole. And I'm telling you, this flagpole, I'm buying it. But uh, I I really think that adds value to the house. I never uh, thought about that. People are actually laughing at us. It's true. It's true. Yeah, It is true. Because, number one, you, you get color. Yep, for sure. And uh, I think it's... I, I'm going to let you sizzle pole. on this one. No, it's good. I think uh, uh, a flagpole and having that out there, I think, is a is a good thing. Very much so. I know that uh, a couple guys up at our, our lake place on Lake Ida flag uh, the ends of their docks with their college, you know, that they went to, and it's kind of fun. And then depending on the game that's being played, they, they do that as well. There's a way to be a little more enthusiastic about... But there are a lot of people that display flags for, you know, whether it be July yeah. 4th or whatever the case. Right on. Yeah. Which I yeah. think is good. Whatever yeah. you put on it, that's, yeah. that's another thing. But And then how about uh, water systems? That's another thing that we found oh, out. Oh, we did. Yeah. You, what do you think? you think that helps houses? Mean water what? Like, like a water filtration system. Oh, okay. Like a Kinetico or drinking. something like that. Sure. Yeah, like the sure. drinking water on the yeah. table here. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, that you'll find right believer. here at their broadcast exactly. center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very generous. They brought us some water today. The, yeah, so the the water systems, in my opinion, you know, you get into a house where sometimes with new construction will come across a property where there's the pipes are new. So the, the water may come across as a little bit of a sulfur smell or it may right. have, you know, a little where it's not as clean. And I'll tell you, people stop in their tracks and they go, oh, I don't want to have a house with bad water. So I think that something like that is even at the builder level should be offered to make sure that the people are excited about the water, tastes good, smells good. Um, is desirable, and I think it does make a big difference on property value because some people that are into water, which most of us are, will stop dead in their tracks and not buy that house no matter how beautiful. But I think that's if you're reminded of it. So if you do, Mm. you see rust stains and things like that or deposits that are on the house, then that's a problem. You know, then you have to have a system. But you can also get by with water because it's an emotional, typically an emotional decision, and that's something you can always add after the fact. So that goes into my little uh, group of it depends, you yeah. know, if because some of these systems are very expensive, you know, mm-hmm. and if I was going to spend, you know, six thousand on paint, or six thousand on a water filtration system that doesn't show up, I'd be putting on paint all oh, day okay. long. Okay. Hmm. 
some things more visible than. Well, you yeah. know, that's just like the the uh, I had a customer a couple years back that had uh, $100,000 in retaining walls on the waterfront property they were on. And you couldn't see it from the house, but you could see it from the, the water. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Everybody referenced that house as the one with the beautiful boulder walls. And when we went to sell that house, a lot of people, all they would mention is that the house was dated, that it, it needed to be updated. And I'm like, the house next door that's updated doesn't have the retaining wall. We can update the house for $15,000. You guys next door are going to have to put a hundred grand into that retaining yeah. wall. So. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, when you look at a house, you have to look at all aspects of it. Don't be afraid to turn on the water, per se, you know, when you're doing your inspection, if you like the house or whatever. And, and don't be afraid to look at all aspects of it because it ultimately can be an expense or it, a source of enjoyment, right? Or a little, hopefully a little bit of both balanced. I, I think what you were actually saying is, Chris, you were right. No, oh. you, you kind of said that. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, because I, of that. I, I mean, I, but I, if you think about that, that's a bo- that boulder thing is a perfect example. Yeah. You know, that... People think that you can just go and do that. And, I mean, on the lake, you need permits to be able to do that. I mean, and putting in a boulder wall like that is thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh. Maybe, you know, I had one on ours, and it was $20,000. And it's kind of like, ouch. Most of those guys you won't know. get out of their trucks for less than 20000 when it comes to the big, you know, hardscapes. Big, sure, Because sure. they just can't. It's not profitable for them, so they don't want to do right. it. Yeah. Tell you what, let's do this. Let's take our usual break again, inviting our listeners to join in. If you have a real estate question here, they're here at the uh, State Fair or on the phone, or text 651-989-9226. Again, that number applies both to the phone calls and the uh, text questions as well. 651-989-9226. We'll be back after uh, this break here at the fair on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on 830 WCCO. Danny Long here with Chris and Andy. Uh, back on our veranda. And by the way, if you do have a question, as usual, call us or text us or come on up to the uh, deck and we'll uh, we'll get that question answered. Besides that, yeah. anybody here who is in our audience who wants to ask a real estate question, what do they get for their trouble? We have one of these beautiful stainless steel mugs uh, designed by NASA. I think Chris read on the back. NASA for sure. Yeah. Exclusively for us. And, How about uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. They're really nice mugs. Actually, a lot of people tell us they... Give some of the big brands a run for their money with ice cubes, if I remember. I have got one of these, thanks to you, and I use it uh, every day with the ice cubes. They they last forever. Wow, good. Yeah, so there. Yeah. So I'm not eligible Andy for another nice one. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask a question, <laughs> yeah. and I think you have a text one, so we might as well. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah text, and there's more coming in, too. By the way, text number and the phone number are the same, 651-989-9226. I don't know if this is a touchy one or not. But I'm going to ask it anyway, all right? Real Estate Hour. Is it okay for the agent to give a kickback on the closing costs? Wow. Okay. A kickback, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's referral programs that that works with some people. Um, we'll do it. Uh, what is that one with Home home Heroes? Well, here's what, yeah, yes, for charity, there's a lot of, of us that are in the, in the business, including a lot of the REMAX agents to give back to. Um, some of the Miracle Kids networks and things like that, but the, a kickback, I'm assuming, hence the name kickback, yeah. meaning you're incentivizing somebody to do business with you. If everybody's disclosed and the banks are okay with it, it, it can be legal. Yep. Um, it's got to be disclosed. It's got to be disclosed yep. and agreed to by everyone. If somebody doesn't know about it and they find out about it later, you can get into yourself into a little pickle. You got well, it. Here's another, <clears throat> excuse me, here's another text. They're coming in now fast. Uh, I have a typical split-entry townhouse, $200,000 bracket, 24 years old, 
they are selling quickly. Do I need to put new appliances in? Uh, they are original but all working. We have no pets, no smoking. I'm thinking good cleaning, declutter, interior painting. Some windows we have replaced but not patio doors. Should they be replaced? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're leaking or you have a seal that's bad or you, you can't open it, you got to have that stuff replaced because everyone thinks that it's a heck of a lot more expensive than it really is. But you have a townhouse in the two hundred thousand price range. Um, I think it would be to your benefit to add those things because people get emotional over that, and that's a price range where they'll shoot it up, and you'll definitely get your money back for that. You know, people people just have, and that's why HGTV is a billion-dollar industry, people cannot envision. And then a lot of people don't have the money. They have the money to buy, there you go. but they don't have oh, the money yeah. to fix. Yep. And so, but they can finance it, and especially now with these yep. interest rates. It doesn't matter because a month ago that they lost out on four offers, now they're paying 10000 more and the payment's less. Right, or, yeah. they, or they'd like that. to pay the extra $15 a month and then... The patio doors in, and they don't have to come up with the fifteen hundred to two thousand to have it done themselves. So you know the the thing is, is that I, I do see a consistent um, cleanliness is always important, regardless of, of what level of home you're selling. You, you decide based on the home improvements because some home improvements do not give you a hundred percent return. I mean, if you go and you put a hundred thousand dollar kitchen in the house and put your house up for sale, you might get fifty back. You know. Now on the other hand, if you spend fifty thousand and it looks amazing, and now you have this, it. it you know, brings the whole house level up, you might do okay. So you have to be very strategic when you're investing big dollars into a house. The small stuff, the appliances, the, as we can say, the, the uh, spending cash, petty cash fund kind of stuff. I always tell people if you can afford it, get it done ahead of time. It makes it that much easier for somebody to want to make a decision on buying that house. 651-989-9226. Again, that's the same number uh, if you want to send a text, if that's easier. Uh, let's see. We have another one here coming in. I have, Texture says, a single-level townhouse in Mendota Heights, which I bought for 385000 just before the Great Recession. <laughs> I gutted it and completely remodeled it for an additional 600000 You think I will ever get my money out? Well, there's kind of an example of what you guys were just talking about. I mean, you, you put $1,000 into, into a uh, $200 car. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I mean, there was a key word in there, and they said a townhouse that they have. And, and the problem with that is is that it's going to compare to the other ones that are next to you. And if you're, I mean, if the other ones are 500 and you're a million, you know, that's kind of a problem. So Unless I would, you have a cash yeah. buyer. Yeah. But, I mean, tell you what, there's something about, I mean, if you put 600000 into that home and totally got it, and it's one level, I bet you that is one kick. But, nice. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Kick, uh, he looks to nice me for place. the classy phrases. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Enjoy it, too. I mean, at some day it'll come back, but I just don't think, I mean, well, you that's know, too much. If you overinvest into a property, it just takes time to heal. You know what I mean? It's like the, the market eventually will catch up with you, but at that time, then you're the really nice remodeled 20 years ago house, and, you know, the guy down the street might have the fresh remodel. So it's a, it's a game. It's a, you, what you want to do is make educated decisions. Look at, you know, um, the investment as, you know, unless it's an exceptional property like Chris was referencing where it's totally unique, you, you might want to play the game. You might want to look at what's the cap of the market. Maybe that market capped at 500 and you blew past it because you could, you might have made a mistake. On the other hand, if you hit the cap and you stay underneath it and, you know, you may have put a lot of uh, interested people in your pocket. You've done a lot of shows about uh, what 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 people should be doing when they put up their house for sale. What things you guys as agents 
suggest they do? What, what's maybe the main one or two? Declutter would be one? Yep. Clean. Clean. And super clean. And that means the mechanicals and all of that stuff. Uh, deep cleaning is huge. I was going to say clean equals quality. People assume things that are clean are nicer quality. And it doesn't have to be the most expensive furnace. But when you just replace it a couple years ago and it's shiny and it looks nice and it has the warranty card on it, people percept, you know, perception is it's new and it's going to have a long life ahead of it, right? And what people worry about when it's dirty is what else has happened to the yeah. house. Yeah. And when it's super clean, they think, oh, my gosh. I mean, they must have really taken care of this house. Taken and care. It'll be, yeah. it's, it's normal, but it's the unknown things to buyers that I think that's the part that freaks them out. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we have a take a break here. We have another half hour of the show to go, so call in or text in your real estate questions. And good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show. If you happen to have that kind of a question, you can uh, call it in. You can text it in. You can walk up to our uh, veranda here at CCO at the fair and ask. In fact, if you do that very thing, we have a special, uh, no cost to you, uh, a very special mug. They they probably don't want them. Chris autographed them, but... Hey, I got a pen over here. That'll be worth something someday. (laughs) (laughs) To who? So come on. So come on up and ask the question. You get that mug just for asking that question. Uh, If you'd rather uh, call us or text us, same number applies, 651-989-9226. Chris and Andy, a text just came in that says this. Does uh, an asphalt driveway add a lot of value when the property is located on a rural gravel road? Mm. I'm going with a yes. I I think a, a, a driveway is good. Um, to have, uh, I don't think if I was on that rural road that I would put cement in just because of the cost. As long as there's something hard surface, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it, it depends on what that driveway's being used for. If you have a nice collector car or something like that, or your kids want to play basketball or whatever, I think there's a lot of advantages to having a hard surface near the house, even if you have to run the gravel to get there. But just understand that if you have gravel and you have the asphalt, you may not always have your asphalt look pretty. So you may want to look at an alternative like a concrete and, and run a smaller concrete area, and then it kind of matches the gravel and well, might be a little easier to last, yeah. right? Well, I think the other thing, too, is that it depends how long that driveway is as well. Right. So I wouldn't say paying 20, 25 grand for a tar driveway would be a good idea. But in a situation like that, it might be just do it up and around the garage so you have some area to park and, yeah. and that kind of thing just for mud and all that. Right. And I think exactly. it, just, it depends what kind of house you're talking to. So there's a lot of, in real estate, that's the one thing. There's a lot of depends type things well, because it does. It, it, it matters, you know. Do you, I mean, if they would, that $385,000 house we talked about before, if it was in the right area and they put 600 into it, that might not be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're kind of priced, you're stuck mm-hmm. in a price because of the same ones right down the street, you know, then it's probably not. You guys work at kind of different ends of the cities, uh, more God. or less. No. <laughs> and well, we is, just Andy's just not allowed where we are. That's are there, all. Is there an area that's uh, really uh, <laughs> either either south or north where you are, uh, Andy? No, uh, I think that there's just there's so much business to be done, you know, where we live and where we operate and function, and our our internal networks are that we'll go anywhere. I mean, I've been down to Rochester before. I know Chris has been up into my turf in yeah. Andover recently. Um, well, yeah, and I think it's, uh, I think that's the good thing about us is that we, we kind of play off of each other as well yeah. and help each other and, um, you know, because Andy's primarily on the north end and I'm primarily on the south end, but we both do kind of the west and east side. So 
And you, you mentioned this before too, that uh, as, as agents representing a buyer or seller or whatever, yeah. uh, you, with experienced agents, you guys work together, right? The smart ones do, right? I mean, if, if, if well, there's competition, but I mean, it's going to help each other, right? Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is that when realtors start fighting against each other, what, who are you helping? Who wins? I mean, right? you got to remember who you're representing. You represent your client. And that's the most important person in the transaction. And I think sometimes just those realtor egos get in the way. Yeah. Right, Andy? Oh, for sure. I think that there's that. Uh, wait, wait. I wasn't listening. I was thinking about that. myself. Um, yeah. the, uh, no, the, the, when you get into negotiating and, and it comes down to the client and you're hired by someone, you have that fiduciary responsibility, you know, loyalty, obedience, disclosure, confidentiality, and reasonable care. A couple of those things. Yeah. And, and so there's we take that very seriously. So when you're meeting with the other side of the transaction and it's to your client's benefit to cooperate you cooperate if it's to your advantage to protect your client to not necessarily cooperate or maybe play the little more tactical you know uh, defensive role you you have to do that as well it just really comes down to what's important for the client i think that's interesting too because i think in in some situations it's like the other the other side the side you don't represent thinks you have to help them and yeah. you don't. I mean, you can't. I mean, we'd love to, but if you represent one side of the transaction, right. you have to represent them. Yeah. Whether or not, I mean, obviously it has to be lawful, but even if you don't agree with it, if that's what your client wants, but, that's what you have to do. But that's what, and, and we all get trying to save money, right? We all buy fruit, you know, and, and spend money smartly, but there's a lot of perception where I'm going to buy direct. I want to go and buy that house without representation. And there's a perception that they're going to get a better deal on that house. And what you have to remember is that that person that's under contract that has their house listed, they're under contract for a fixed amount of money. That agent agrees to pay out that amount, the agent, not the client, the agent agrees to pay out that amount of money to another agent to cooperate with bringing in a client, cooperative, you know, um, broker reciprocity. On the other hand, people are like, do you, how do you do this? How do you, you know, um, can I save thousands by not having anybody help me? And sometimes you can, but most of the time you can't. Why is it that, and you've said it before, when people or listeners ask certain questions, whether they be legal or tax questions, why cannot you guys answer those? We're, we're not an attorney. We're an no. accountant. So that's why I mean, we can't. And, our, yeah. and we state that. Now, obviously, we go through a lot of situations you know, that we've been through. And uh, we can certainly talk on Kind our, of generalize. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about our own experiences, but uh, we, we can't give legal or tax Well, advice. the reason I brought that up, because I'm looking at a, te- a text message, message that says this. What are the tax consequences of selling a vacation home in Minnesota? Can you generally generalize an answer to that one? I would think that, uh, yeah, I've done that before. And uh, you, you definitely get taxed on that, but it's a, uh, depending on how long you've been in there, it Answer. becomes a long-term capital gain tax. Answer more of the, if it's your primary residence, Denny, which some people will strategically make their vacation home their primary residence. They'll sell their town and, you know, their, their let's say you retire, right? So Chris decides to sell his house in the city and then he moves up to the lake. There's time windows of what you have to make sure that you're within time parameters. But then if you talk to your accountant, your accountant says, yes, now this house qualifies as your primary residence. You sell that, you may have the gains again. So you obviously consult the, the accountants and the attorneys and, and uh, worth every penny in, in those situations. Yeah, to be sure. Yeah, and there's, there's ways to do that with investment properties as well. A lot of people do that. A lot of people buy investment properties in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they have them and they sell their home here and then they go move into that investment property. Then if they sell that later, there is. Uh, I, I would talk to an accountant because there's advantages to that. Yeah. Yep. So be so, careful. Yeah. 
Yep. 651-989-9226. That's, again, the same number if you want to send a text. 651-989-9226. You know, we have... uh, Every fall, this is our, our little fall maintenance thing for people. Yeah. But if you're thinking about selling in the spring, take photos now. And try That's to, a good idea. Yeah, and try to get that outside stuff done now because you've seen what our springs are like. I mean, and springs <laughs> turn into Junes. When July. People get, yeah, when people get their uh, house on the market. And that's what happens. So if you're if you're even considering it, do it this fall and then get some photos because then at that time you can hit the market when the market's hot in your price segment, because that's what happens. All of a sudden, a price segment gets super hot, and then if you can jump on it and take advantage of it, you can make thousands and thousands of dollars more. Interesting he says that. We're actually working with a couple of our photography teams right now, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're getting the, the summer photos taken when the gardens are looking great and the flowers look beautiful to make the, quote, scrapbook um, so that when the, the February listing happens, there's a a guide to show you, hey, look at how beautiful it is in the summertime as well. Because a lot of times in the wintertime, you know, Chris and I also recommend if your yard isn't as perfect as it could be, um, winter's also a great time to hide your and get your sins forgiven. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, so buyer beware in that case. Like when you're buying in the winter, you really don't know what you're getting. And, uh, but, and But don't think that you, if you want to list now, do it. I mean, it's it's getting a lot better. I mean, we told people in July, kind of the start of August, Ugh. It wasn't. It was just kind of slow. Yeah. And now it's. You can. I can feel it. Something's happening. That, yep. So. And you know, that's the thing that we we have all different price ranges that Andy and I both work. And so when you start seeing them all start kind of getting some action, there's there's something going on. Right. So. What yeah. about front? I, I was going to ask you about front doors. We've talked in the past about, you know, if you want to paint and dress up your because first. Somebody drives up and they're interested in your house and they see it. Their first glance is like, yeah, I don't even want to go in. That's a, but how important, what I want to ask, besides the front door, is a garage door. Yeah. Garage doors. I, is I, that as or more important than a regular front entry door? We recommend them a lot to be able to put new garage doors in because a lot of, a lot of kids play baseball on them. You know, and there's dents in them. And if you can, I mean, a prominent part of your house is the garage and the, the front curb appeal. So getting a good garage door. But I'll tell you what, even taking a step back, and, and people laugh at me when I say this, but a mailbox is another big thing. Because when, when you're looking, you usually try to spot a, a for sale sign. But otherwise, it's the address on the mailbox. And that's people's first impression. Yeah, I mean, just simple, house, yeah. simple little things like that. Well, what about a, a mailbox? What can you do with that? I mean, outside Not of... have a Packer mailbox. Oh. <laughs> That's one thing. I did that to okay. a client once. They had one. I'm like, you can't sell like that. You know? No, no <laughs> the day, Packer yeah. jersey walks yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. The next day, they, they had it gone. I'm like, they did. I was kind of kidding. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to take our usual uh, quick break about this time. So let's do that and invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a real estate question, call it in, text it in. Or come on up to the uh, veranda here, and you can even uh, grab uh, a, a great mug here, absolutely free, just for asking your real estate question. 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. I'm sorry, same number. We've changed that. Uh, same number, 651-989-9226. Makes it easier that way. Call or text here at CCO. 
And good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We're broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair. Chris and Andy up here in our, our deck, our uh, CCO Radio veranda, talking real estate. If you have a question, come on up. You can uh, grab yourself a mug absolutely free for your real estate yeah. uh, question. Uh, or call us or text us, 651 989 can you imagine, Denny, how good that water would taste, the Connecticut water in that Yeah, water? yeah, and if you've got ice cubes in there, they last forever. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we have texts coming in. Oh, good. Should we uh, feel those? Yeah. Let's see. Here's one. Uh, we have had, I'm sure you guys deal with this all the time. We have had our home on sale since June 6th. Does that make a difference to buyers? Hmm. I mean, obviously, if it... It hasn't sold. Market time is a is a big factor when people look yeah. at you know when they start making offers. But I mean, if you have the value there, we've had many listings that have lasted longer, and um, you got to you got to be able to show them the value. Mm. And if you and you got to stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. But if there there is things that need to be done, yep. you know, and if, if realtors aren't telling you, there there's some that you know we have that have been on the market a while, but mm-hmm. they're they're right. It's just a longer cycle for some of those houses. So I would look at what the normal market time is in, in your particular graphic. But, I mean, you're at 60 days or 70 days. Big deal. It's not, you're, it's not you're the not, end of the world. No, it's not death. No, I just saw one that sold. Uh, I was doing a market analysis. I saw one that sold. 724 days that was on the market. So, wow. So there, well, but you yeah. got to remember, it's like going fishing. I mean, sometimes you go out there and you're looking for a specific kind of fish and they're not biting. So if it's a million dollar plus listing, it's a half a million dollars, or is it a three hundred thousand dollar? If that house was a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house and it wasn't selling, the market's rejecting your price. Yeah. Or your condition. There's something wrong there. Yep. There's something happening where the formula is not working because most houses under the three hundred are selling within a couple of days, and they're usually getting exactly what they want as long as they're in good condition. So. You know, like Chris was just saying, you really got to look at the whole formula to really decide what's going on there because there's more to the diagnostics of it than just, you know, everything sells in three days because that's not true. That's right. Yeah, and if there's five houses that you're competing against and those four are already sold, yeah. well, you got a problem. That's and right. Is it a price problem or a condition problem? So All right. We, got a we have a question here. A question up here. All right. I have a question about flipping a house. If, uh, if you are just an investor and don't, are not handy and don't do it yourself, can you? is it still possible to make money? you know, by hiring someone else to do all the work. I'm Daniel from Hutchinson. That's a great question. Well, Daniel, you're looking at the guy that's done that uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not very handy. My wife would admit that uh, very much so. Um, but, uh, I mean, what? it's getting the right people and getting a contractor. And I'll tell you what, the, I think the mistakes I've made is trying to be the guy that kind of, oh, I'll hire this guy and I'll hire this guy. It's all in the buy on a flip. Yep. You, you get the right buy, you know, and then put the right things in there to be able to kind of go after the, the your target buyer. You, you can make yeah. money. Well, and you know, like Chris is saying, they're, uh, the successful flippers write 30 offers before they get one. So when you're like strategic and you're thinking about it and you're doing all the math and you, it's, it's scary sometimes. I think it's easier sometimes just to write the offer, dive into the process, put contingencies on there so that you can get out of the deal if you have to, if it's a flip. Um, so that you have the due diligence process completely all the, the boxes checked. You know what I mean? But sometimes you got to get to that point where you act fast, tie up the property, and then you go through and you bring your contractors through. You have everybody look at it and you say, hey, I can make you know so many dollars. Let's do it. And then uh, perform. Here's a text, guys. Uh, is a, a radon test required to sell a home? It is not. Wow. But most people do do them. 
and uh, usually they, I mean, if it's over, what is it, 4.0 picoliters or whatever they call right. it. Right. Well, whatever that, whatever that, that you admit a those initials too, are, so. those, whatever those initials are. Yeah. If it's over 4.0, typically people will ask that the seller put in a mitigation system. Well, they so, will ask. And then, yeah. And, and want to get it under four. And Chris, what, what kind of price range is uh, the average rate on mitigation system? Just to kind of give the listener a perspective. The mitigation systems are probably 1400 to $2,000. Yeah. Depending on in, if install. you need an active yeah. So it, it's not possibly. like a catastrophe Correct. if you have radon. Yeah. Yeah, Danny makes di- a great point. Active or, or uh, the passive is basically a tube that they pound through the concrete, stick up, and, and vent outside. The active is where it actually has a fan on there wicking mm-hmm. the gas up, which, um, you know, depending on your needs, both both can work very well. I'll tell you that. another thing that you do, because when a buyer purchases your house and they're doing a radon test, they're doing the quick one in 48 hours. And I think from a seller perspective, that if you're gonna if you're gonna put your house on the market, let's just say we're gonna do it next spring. Yeah. Why don't we get a radon test in there right now? That's a longer one. It'll give you a lot better reading, a more, more consistent reading. Yeah. And then you have it, and then on the disclosure statement, it states, "Hey, did you do that? Yeah, I did. And it was this. But if you did do it, I mean, or it's it's too high, put the mitigation system in." Before you sell it, now you've got an advantage. That's right. You know, because people look at it and say, well, they already got a radon. There's no problems with this house. That other one's probably going to kill me. I had a client a couple of years ago talking about radon mitigation. And uh, the radon box deal was set downstairs. And my client says, oh, they forgot one of their tools. And they put it up on the front porch. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to redo that test. So, yeah. so the question is, and the answer is no. Is a radon test required? Yeah, it's no, not required. It's nope. not required. All right. Nope. Uh, let's see. Here's another test here. Let's. Oh, I'll just read this. Cole, do you ever have clients that want a house to finish renovating? We have an 1883 home that still needs some work: roof, siding, windows, insulation, central air done, and a new boiler. Most of the work left is cosmetic. Thank you. Did you get that? We got a guy from Hutchinson right here that might want that. He's one. looking for a flip. <laughs> that is kind of nice because they've done a lot of the heavy-duty yeah. work. You know, yeah. the other one, making it pretty inside and adding to it, is is kind of the fluff. And because uh, a lot of to times, opinion too. Yeah. Sometimes you can take it the wrong direction. So, yeah. for uh, selling, see how much time we have. All right, we have a couple of minutes to go. For selling, is it worth it to put an egress window in? It. Uh, Depends how many bedrooms you have, but most likely it's going to be. Um, but those things cost. I mean, depending on what you do, but they're gonna—it's going to be around five thousand bucks after you get the landscaping done around it, and cut it out, and you know, trim it on the inside. But if that changes your house from a two-bedroom to a three-bedroom, I think that's a big deal. Mm. Big time. From a four-bedroom to a five-bedroom, uh, maybe not as, yeah, as or five much. five to six. It, that it, what's kind of funny though, too, Danny, is that we've actually had where the quantity of the bedrooms will turn people off. Or the house is too big and people won't see because they don't want to manage that much or heat right. that much or cool that much space. So it, it is a, um, you know, you look at your market, you look at your, who am I going to try to sell this house to? And if, like Chris said, the three-bedroom, two-bath is the, the hot ticket right now, that's probably worth your investment to get on the hot ticket. And you get these que- this question all the time, I'm sure. If, if somebody wants to change, let's say they have a four-bedroom and they want to make one of the bedrooms an office, uh, or it is, would you recommend them putting it back as a bedroom before they sell it, or well, does here, it matter? Here's the thing. You also got to look at because a lot of people, you go into their house and say, oh, I've, I've, I've got three bedrooms and an office. Yeah. Well, there's some cities. It depends what the city uh, determines what a bedroom is, and a lot of cities don't require a closet to be a bedroom. Right. And so it can be a bedroom. And then from, a, obviously, a marketing standpoint, we want to be able to put that four bedrooms. I market, uh, I market with the bedrooms. And then I stage as an office. 
and then people will come through and say, where's that fourth bedroom? And I'll say, it was actually the office on the main floor. So we're hitting on both kind of cylinders. The person walking through looking for the home office, which is tremendously popular right now, um, is where we're at. And then they will uh, have the bedroom ready to go if they want it. So. So we've got a Viking show starting at 11 o'clock right after you guys head out of here. How about that? Huh? Yeah, you stay tuned to CCO for that. Now, we want to get in touch with you guys. I know the uh, listeners do. Yep. Uh, if you want to, to check out some new homes, uh, existing homes, these are the guys you want to call. How do we get in touch with each individual? We made a little website for us. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's andyandrooney.com. Is, is that... Uh, is that lowercase, uppercase? Does somebody get uppercase, See, somebody get that, lowercase? That's the joke, is that my name is in lowercase, his yeah. is in uppercase. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? All right, very good. The well, you're going to you're gonna be here next week at the fair? Yeah, actually, I hope, because I'll be awfully lonely if you're not. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you next uh, next week here on CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.